Hello, it's Wednesday the 13th of December in the year of our Lord 2023. I am honoured and humbled that this incredible man has agreed to come back on the show. We've known each other probably for coming up to around 10 years, I think. We've had some very funny times together and I'm so pleased he's back on. He's the Irish, he's the gem of Ireland, Mr. Thomas Sheridan. Hello. Hello, Lou. It's probably about 11 years and I always remember the first time I met you, I kept saying to myself, I fucking know that girl from somewhere. I've known her. Like, it was It was like I, I felt like I knew you. Like, Wasn't it? It was weird, like we had known each other yeah, all our lives. And I, and I kept I kept looking at you and I fucking know that girl. I, I, I've seen her, I've met her somehow. You know, but it's just, but it was, it was just like one of those lovely things, you know, like when you meet someone that you're kind of like a, a kindred spirit with. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And, uh, you know, there's a story of us getting into a ca taxi from central London that should have been a 20 minute drive at one o'clock in the morning. And there was myself and you and the author and writer, oh, William Engdahl, yeah. Brian Garish and... Patrick Henningsen, where we'd all had a bit too much to drink. We realised after an hour and a half that we still weren't at the uh, hotel and it was only a 20 minute drive. And it was the most hilarious cab journey and evening I think I've ever had. Yeah, my, my, my blather had to perform superhuman feats that night. We'd all, we'd all and had a... I was sitting on your lap as well because we were all so squashed in. I know, and we'd had a rake of we all had a rake of beer before we left as well. Oh, I don't know, but anyway, we, we survived that night, and here we are 10, 11 years later. I got most of your books, which they are the psyche of this, the psychopath, wall purges. What have you been up to? In uh, we haven't spoken since probably pre-COVID. So, what have you been doing? Give us an update. Well, you know, like anyone else, uh, ever since 2020, you know, reality has gone gone to shite. It's, you know, so I'm um, sort of like, feel like I'm a spaceman living on a foreign planet, you know, an alien planet, and I'm walking around on it. It's, uh, it's tremendously interesting how, like, reality has fallen apart. Oh. And I've gotten a great education from that. And uh, I I can't say that it's it it ha was a, a it was a negative experience in that I was furious that we were locked down, I was absolutely livid. Uh, from that point of view, in hindsight, you know now I feel like amazing looking back on it because I feel like those of us who fought against it or refused it, we really did something amazing. We actually. We, we actually survived it. You know, it was a test. You know, yeah. a friend of mine, Christian Morris on Odyssey, always said it was the ultimate test. He either passed it or failed it. And, and I'm not putting down people who were, you know, forced into getting the jabbies and all that stuff. You know, that, that that's their own personal business. But it really was like that. It really was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so many, so many things have been slipped in uh, while, under, under the guise of COVID. Um, we've been focused very, very, very much on this new RSE education that is being pushed through. Now, Ireland has come about from the island that I used to know. I used to live in Arklow. I have my daughter in uh, in Wexford Hospital. 
we were over there for a few years you you know regardless if you were a catholic or whatever you had certain values you know there was no drinking on uh, on good friday i remember people used to go down and go on the boats and go over to, uh, to the uk on uh, on good friday you've now got a gay tea shop um you're now bringing in that education what's going on in ireland thomas well it's basically been taken over by a bunch of lunatics and uh they've 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 kind of gaslighted the people into believing uh, that you know it's a funny thing like they that the, the ireland that you knew back then was a boring oppressive place and um, aren't we so lucky to have fellas in gay prides walking down the street with their tackle hanging out in front of kids they've gone completely 180 on re gaslighting and burlesquing the population and um uh, you know Ireland's like anywhere else like most of the population are idiots anyway but uh they've done it so successfully it's it's remarkable to me but it's kind of there's kinks in the armor showing i think um i think the art like the things like you were mentioning then it's funny like ireland was a far more interesting country then like in loads of ways now it's unbelievably boring it's just like anywhere else unless you're someone like me who lives in his own head and uh you know no matter where i would be i'd make i'd make i have a point to make in my life interesting yeah. but that's my personality type but it's just not it's just not as much fun as it used to be it's not it's funny like uh you have people here who would have been like quite liberal are now longing you're not longing but saying you know, despite its faults, the old Ireland was a far more interesting country. Uh, with, with the life had better, was more rich and had better experiences than the, the bland sort of like, uh, you know, will and grace, big bang theory kind of American imported culture foisted upon us now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've also been having... A lot of immigration come over there. Yeah. And, uh, what are your thoughts on all of this, um, Thomas? One-fifth of the country is now foreign nationals. We have a higher emigration rate than any other Western country. Uh, if you were to put have the equivalent of the amount of immigrants who've come here, it would be equivalent in the United States to nearly 10 million people coming in every year. Uh, that's how big the numbers are. Uh, there's a... a, a, a lavishingly uh flat you know opulent welfare system here that basically if you just arrive in the country not only you're considered equal to an Irish person but you're actually considered as uh, something wrong with you so they give you a free house and money while Irish people don't have anything like that and it's absolutely sickening I heard a story and it's got nothing to do with the race of anyone or anyone no, no one's bothered about that what they're bothered by is what I heard about this week from a, a senator here called Senator Sharon Gehogan. Now, I, I absolutely hate politics. I want nothing to do with it. I see politics as like living next door to a crazy family. I just pay attention and I wave hello now and again, but I wouldn't have it over for dinner. That, yeah. that, that's my attitude of politics. And we, I, I things pop up, our friends feed me stuff now and again. And she had brought up a case last week where... A family from Bangladesh who are living in the UK, literally the day they arrived in Ireland, were given a free house and 
you know, as if they were like, you know, running away from some horror. And it, this goes on all the time. They, it, it's actually, we had some riots in Dublin recently about it after a story we don't know what really happened. And I'm not even commenting on what happened in Dublin with, that led to those riots. Yeah. It's like a 7-7 thing at this point. It's mm -hmm. like, I haven't, if someone asks me what happened in Dublin that, that, that day, I go, I haven't a clue. Uh, because it's all very strange. It all has this weird kind of timeline. There's a, a wonderful uh, alternative journalist here in Ireland called Louise Rosengrave, who wrote a fantastic piece on her Substack about it and clearly showed out that it was almost like the Irish media knew it, it was going to happen as it was happening and then report and then put characters in who were all foreigners or transgenders to make them sound like they were the heroes of the day. It was really weird. And so what's happening here is constant gaslighting. And Irish people being told that everything they are, was, and, and ever will be is rubbish. And, uh, and they, they, you know, and then the best way to do it is to dissolve our Irishness. And uh, anyone who's, uh, anyone who even remotely says, you know, there's huge numbers of people, I want to, I'll get round to this. It's changing very quickly. Huge numbers of people can't find a place to live because you're flooding the country with with foreigners. Yeah. They're instantly called far right or Nazis. Now, Lou, that was the case until the last few days. Really? In the last few days, some very interesting things have happened. Stuff that you were called far right for, like having let's let's have a controlled immigration that was enough to call you a nazi can we just have a controlled immigration policy that what what, what they called you a nazi for five months six months ago is now being openly discussed as a good idea on the tv the mainstream tv and radio wow so, yeah yeah not only that the the biggest scammers of all these so-called ukrainians who were basically oh. imagine 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 people in Cork claiming a benefit in the USA for a bombs going off in Belfast. Well, that's what these Ukrainians were doing. And when it turned out that they were going back to Ukraine for Christmas, the so-called refugees from a war zone, uh, people started to say, what the hell is this all about? They've cut their benefit down to 35 euros a week it, it, just to try and get them out of the country. And... Overnight, this has happened. They're suddenly talking about limits on immigration. They're suddenly talking about we should put Irish people first. They're suddenly talking about we can't be, you know, opening up our borders to the whole world that he has a this problem. It's amazing. The, the, the sheer hypocrisy. You, like, they would have put you in prison for this six months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're saying now. So, and the only reason that happened was a whole bunch of scangers, what you call, I don't know, what would you call them in England? Uh, unruly ute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L uh, louts. Louts. Yeah. Uh, Mortared a bus and a, a couple of trains in Dublin. Uh, they That frightened the shite out of the establishment because they saw that the working class were not broken here and they were not what they were capable of. And uh, they brought the city to a standstill one night and they, you know, they actually chased the police way and everything. So that, that, they, 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 they pontificated and got very uh, self-righteous about the whole thing. But the reality was they, they were shitting bricks after it happened. And suddenly they're all accommodating now. So 
there's a change could happen. Now, whether it's real or not, I don't know. But it seems to be it's moving in the right direction. And the reason why it's moving in the right direction is, Lou, and this will make you feel good, Ireland has the best alternative media on earth right now. We have people here, and not just myself, who are demolishing the establishment on a daily basis, like that woman Louise Rosengrave I told you about, like Christian Morris, like my friend John Waters. It's just nonstop. They're coming, my friend of mine, Stephen Sutton, uh, Ashling O'Loughlin, both Ashling O'Loughlin and John Water, former TV mainstream TV presenters, and they're on our team. We're demolishing them day by day from all angles because we're not a member of an organization. We're all very different kinds of people, but we're eating them alive and getting. I'm getting huge audiences now, just with just bullshitting in the car, and uh, and so are all them. So we've the the the, the alt media in Ireland is absolutely mind blowing. It's like. We've, t- we've literally this close to taking over as being the main media. I tell you, that is so refreshing to hear. It really, really is. Because we're working a lot with Andy Heesman. I don't know if you've seen any of his work. He's been going, he's been raising awareness about this disgusting RSE education. He's also been raising awareness that these immigrants, you know, are also approaching young girls on their way home from school and harassing them. And he's really, he's, he's been doing that. And it's such... It's it's so good to hear you say that because that's what we need here. We need to be we need to be looking over to you guys um, for what you're doing because there isn't enough. I personally don't think there's enough being done. I really don't. I mean, my whole thing with this education is every single day that goes past, another children is being led to believe that it's okay to cut off and mutilate yourself. Um, believing that men can have babies, you know, they, they don't even do, they don't even go into counselling anymore when they decide that they want to be, um, if girls are deciding to want to be boys or vice versa, they don't even get offered counselling anymore. They go straight into it. And as I keep saying, years ago, someone would have to go to four or five years worth of counselling before they'd even get on, get onto the puberty blockers. Yeah. Um, that now isn't happening. So every single day that goes past that people are not talking about this education and the children is Good. how many more children damaged. And I know it's an uncomfortable subject like the whole child abuse issue, but the reason it's still going on and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but if everyone could put as much focus in to how they were talking about frigging COVID, to what is going on with our children, half the battle would be done. The fact that it's an uncomfortable subject, people don't want to touch it, they don't want it involving in their, their their little bubble. This is why it's still going on. This is why it's allowed to be pushed in. And my argument's been, is you've got these lobbying companies that are chucking money into these LGBTQ nonsense shit, and that's getting into the schools. So you four-year-olds are being led to believe that men can have babies, that it's safe to change your state. It's it's so worrying, Thomas. It is, but it's also the parents' job to make tell the little child when they get home that uh, your teacher isn't always right about everything. And yeah. that's the difference between your generation, my generation, the new generation. We were brought up saying our parents just said to us, oh, just look, do what your teacher says, not a kind of thing. And it's funny, it's funny. Uh, it, 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 there were, there were, that is not getting off here as much as they would like it to get off. 
uh, a teachers union here produced a truly bizarre video with these bobbing head kids uh cartoons uh bro you know brian is non-gender he's not a boy or it was bizarre and ordinary people saw this and saw how weird it was it's not flying here and it, and it has to do a lot i'm telling you it's the fact you should it, it's a shame they don't have that what they have you know we've managed to do here in ireland i know it's a smaller country but it's not a tiny country either what you need to do that in britain you need to get people you know what what we we do here is we're we all know each other we all respect each other we're all very different people kinds of people and uh but we don't have a group we're all independent so we cut them with a thousand knives from different directions and they can never say they're all they can never point like he's this thing he's that thing she's this thing she's that thing we're all over the place and uh if you had that in the uk you'd bring it down in no time yeah, I can always remember. This has always stayed with me for all of these years that we've known each other. Lou, keep to yourself. Keep mm -hmm. doing what you're doing. Do not align. Do not be part of any group. No, that stayed with me. That stayed with me all no. these years. And you, you, you've been spot on because the groups they get corrupt. I mean, we've got three of us that all work together with Liberty Tactics. We've all got our different strengths, and that works. But being part of a, a, a larger organisation. I learned my, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's it. Eyes on the prize, keep the ship moving forward. Yeah. Have casual associations, uh, cordial relationships, uh, interactions, but don't join a club. In fact, the, the, the powers that be here would love nothing more if we had like something like the, you know, the Irish uh, alternative truth um, agenda you know when the minutes and the meetings and a, and a, a steering committee they, yeah those things are destroyed you know those things are easily just fluffed off into nowhere the way you do it is just you know at death you know a death by a thousand cults from a thousand different directions and they, they can't it's like that you know that famous um that that disney cartoon an old one fantasia where mickey mouse it's the wizard who tries to chop the broom and then that bro the broom points into two brooms, then the four yeah. brooms, they're all alive and running around. It's like that. That's the thing you go for. But I mean, we're so fortunate here. And like, we have a guy, John Waters, he would be the equivalent of Jeremy Paxman joining your side in, in England. Uh, but, you get, but you're getting people there like that footballer, Matt Letizia and stuff like that. You're he's been brilliant, I must admit. And he's not been afraid to tackle... He came and he supported us with our podcast-a-thon. He came on and spoke up. So that was really refreshing. It's and I even, I even followed him on football. And I'm not interested that much. I'm not really interested in English soccer that much. But I looked on some of the, the videos that showed him on, you know, when he played for Southampton in England and stuff like that. And there was loads of comments in the thing saying, some of the officers say, oh, he's a conspiracy nut now. You know, they say that. But the vast majority of comments underneath it was, I don't think he is. He's making some really interesting points. And these are not like, these are just ordinary fellas who follow football. Yeah. That's how you do it. Little bits like that, you know. And to have like, you know, someone who's a former celebrity involved really does help, you know. You know, really, you know, and it's obviously a decent person and it's not in it for any agenda or anything. You've got that fantastic, I, I mean, I despise politics, but at least you've got that politician there. Uh, Andrew Briggin. Andrew Briggin, yeah. So that, you know, wow, you know, you look so fortunate to have him. I watched that the, the thing they did in Parliament the other day 
and it was so amazing to watch, you know, and he's definitely, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with, definitely. Yeah, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, go. I, I'll say this to you, Lou, there's a lot of hope now going into 2024 that we didn't have for probably since I've known you. I feel a lot more confidence on our side. I see the whole global agenda falling apart. You see people who are all the darlings of the lockdowns, like, you, you know, your man Dan Andrews in Victoria or Jacinta Arden or all these other people. They're all no longer Teflon. They're all, they've all been attacked and trashed. And, you know, they can't hide the numbers of people dying from the, uh, the Jabberwocky. And yeah. um, there's a lot to be hopeful for, a lot. Now, and even the way now, they've, they've basically thrown the towel in on the Ukraine thing. So, you know, and you can always say, but I'll tell you something, and I know you, you and I both, you know, we have an admiration from Donald Trump. And mine is probably a little different than yours, but it's still an admiration. I think that next year when it comes to the presidential stuff, God knows what it's going to be like. It's going I to believe, I believe it's going to get very tough the first part of 2024. They're going to go for the jugular because they know their time's running out. They're going to try and bring in the lockdowns. They're going to try and do it all because it all is focusing on this 2024 election. It won't work, though. It won't. Of course it won't work. Of course it won't work. But I think it's going to get tough. I do think, you know, just stock up a little bit. I do think it will get tough. Not for very long. A week or so, maybe. But yeah. I do believe after November, after that election, well... Well, it should, always be, it should always be stocked, stocked up and ready for that, no matter it what. It should be, absolutely. You know, even if even a month's worth. But I'll tell you something. Did you see Alex Jones the other night on uh, Tucker Carlson? Oh, and, wasn't he brilliant? Oh, I, I, when that thing ended, I was like, God, he almost sounds like me at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a breath of fresh air. I want to touch on you because we both, have, I'm sure you had a pet hate for Russell Brand like I did back in the day. It was disgusting. I, 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 don't hate, I don't hate anybody. I just, no, I don't I mean hate, but we did, we weren't big fans of Russell Brand, I'm sure. I'm sure you and I had had a conversation about this years yeah. and years ago. Um, but he seems to have done a 160. He's now being targeted. I, as a person, don't believe that he raped. I think he was a shock jock. Um disgusting up for anything all for shock but they've tried to destroy him as well then there's there's andrew tate and i do believe they had a twitter spaces the other day with elon musk um alex jones and andrew tate so what are your feelings on these as the left class them toxic masculine toxic masculinity what are your thoughts well, I love my toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> I love your toxic masculinity as well. <laughs> and toxic masculinity is what what women want. It's what men want. What they call that. It means strong. You know, here in Ireland, we have Conor McGregor now saying he wants to run for president. The guy he's replacing is a little freaky little midget that looks like Bilbo Baggins. You know that people people want that kind of light world back. You know, and. Yeah. Um, it's because it's natural. It's natural. And it's just like they want. I mean, uh, you're asking me my individual feeling about these people. Russell, yeah. Yeah, a fake, a phony, a new age bullshitter yeah. on the house, which is the worst kind of new age nonsense. Having said that, the attack upon him was absolutely disgusting. You know, I'm, I always try to be fair with things, you know, 
you don't attack a guy who didn't do what you said he did. And they they had the the, the accusations and the stuff was vile. Yeah. So I did I I I I I feel for him for that. Yeah, um, I feel exactly uh, the same. Because that's that's natural law and social justice and stuff. You know, I, yeah. I I like to pride myself on a kind of person that sits in the middle and doesn't go all one way or the other. Now, uh, having said that, I have no time for his radio show, his blog. No, neither do I. Yeah, and and it's it, it, he's on Hay House, and that's like the most n- n- awful New Age nonsense, you know, and. Uh, you know, spiritual socialism and all that crap, you know. And uh, Elon Musk, time will tell. I think he's been great in Ireland. He's, you know, he's the he, he, he's, he's been the one that's been at war with the Irish government more than anyone else and frightening the Bisto out of them. And he shut, he, he went, he found out that basically Twitter in Dublin was basically, basically the intelligence service and he fired them all working for the government. And he got rid of them all, which was brilliant. And uh, but he wants to also put chips in people, and this that's company... exactly it. He's so... doing he's doing stellar work, you know, and opening Twitter back up and letting free speech prevail. But at the end of the day, he still wants people to be half cyborg. Yes, but then there's a part of me that I I look at him, and he, when he says these things, he almost has a smirk on his face, like he's taking the piss out of people. Is he playing? You can be very clever and you can pretend to be an insider and, and expose them for what they are by getting them to, you know, showing them up for what they were. So but I don't know. Look, time will tell about him. That's that's how I feel about it. But on certain things that he's been very useful on, no problem. Great, great stuff. OK, but again, time will tell. Uh, Andrew Tate, who's that again? He's, I don't know, he used to have a very hard-hitting podcast and then they threw him in prison for organising trafficking women. I mean, he was a, a, you know, he was a good-looking guy, him and his brother, I think, and then he went and thrown into prison over in Romania or something. Oh, yeah, he's like a mixed-race guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say he's good-looking. I'd say he's... I wouldn't say he's good-looking either, but he, you know... But he's definitely a very interesting man. He's definitely... People do I, I've seen him talking about, like, you know, American foreign policy, and it was actually one of the most beautifully succinct dialogues I'd heard on the matter, and it was quite casual. So he's, the man definitely has a lot of charisma. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I know the guy you're talking about, Nick, an American chap, yeah. No, he's not. He's English, Andrew Tate. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, no, he, he sounds like he's American. He's got a bit Oh, okay. He's bald, though. Short hair. Well, uh, yeah, I'll send you a picture of him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and in Romania, they went over there and locked him. That's up. it. Yes, 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 him. Nonsense charge about female trafficking or something. That's correct. Yeah, him. Went, yeah, because he went to a strip club or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it seems to be all of these men who've had a platform, who have done very successfully, have earned YouTube a lot of money, but are now going across the now na- going against the narrative that obviously YouTube and others want. Yeah. Um, they were all completely turned around and demonised. But all they do... I think might be a problem for for anyone who... Um, well, for men in general. They don't want the men being men, do they? Yeah, but, but, not, but all they do is make people turn around and go, why are they banning them? Yeah, exactly. You know, like the NPCs will never change. But there are people out there who are in mainstream normal society who are sentient, and they would say, you know... Like my attitude, I, Dom Jolly, a few weeks ago, I had a row online with him 
And God, he, I forgot all about him. Crikey. Yeah. Oh, he has a book out on conspiracy theorists. Oh, really? And, um, and uh, I was on Facebook and he had a go at me and he goes, uh, oh, it's the it's it, it's our friend from the University of YouTube. And I said, I'd rather be that than from the University of Jimmy Savile. And uh, he just showed up completely. He's now been wheeled out to make fun of anybody. When it, when it, oh, he's disgusting. He's absolutely disgusting. He's he, t- he does things like and he's so dishonest and he's so unethical. He takes crazy conspiracy theories like this, like one I never even heard of. Apparently, there's people who don't believe the country of Finland actually exists. I've never heard that one of you. Oh, no, no, this is a new yeah, one to me. He now claims that's central to all conspiracy theorists and that somehow that proves that there anything, they, any skepticism they have about vaccines is it proves they're all nut jobs. Oh, he's so unethical. It's nauseating. I'm so glad I haven't come across it because I just end up wasting hours of time getting irritated by him. Yeah. Well, it was just, it, it was, fe- you know, a guy who like 20 years ago for shouting, into, it became famous for shouting into a, jo- a big phone. The same sketch he did. That's over. right. Hello. Every t- and I, even so, when I hear that ringtone, that's yeah. the first thing that comes into my head if someone's got that ringtone on their phone. I'm in the library. Yeah. This kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, but he milked that sketch. He did the classic Little Britain thing. He milked, mm. he milked the sketch until people were sick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, he did. Yeah, so but what so are I... you doing? Let's talk about Thomas Sheridan. We talked about all these other celebrities and, and other people. Let's talk about you. What's coming up for you? Where are you? Are you going to be going out giving talks? Well, like I said, yeah, I'm always doing talks. Uh, now and again. Uh, I did a fantastic one down in Kerry in an old church. And we got a great crowd for that. And just recently. And uh, what am I doing? Well, I have a Sunday night show with a lady called Sarah Monda anywhere. I indulge my interest in the strange and the unusual. So we talk about everything. We try to look at things from new points of view. And the show is getting, people love it. It's like become a Sunday night event. It's called Hocus Focus. And um, I'm enjoying that tremendously. And uh so what have you been looking at in the show then? Give us give us like a little bit of well, an outline of what people like, can well, expect for instance, the story. For instance, I caused a huge, a huge controversy recently when I said, I don't think people brace yourself to, brace yourself for this one, Lou, okay? Okay. Promise me we won't fall out over this, okay? I, I don't know. Go on, go for it. That I said. There's lots about Marina Abramovich's work I admire. And I tried to, and I did bring a lot of people around to her early work and say, this woman has something to say and she's not what people think she is. Yes, she does hang out with these assholes, but I think she's actually making them expose themselves for what they are. And I think she's she's a very interesting person. I had horrible abuse as a child and she's making it come out to art. And that the, the instant thing was like, that was like, you know, hey, what are you on about? And people screaming, you know, their heads off about it. And then after a while, going, you know, you actually you actually make a point. You know, so I, I, my job in life, Lou, is to stop people from thinking black and white and try to be nuanced and see things from the middle. So I never jump to extremes on things. So that was one example. Another thing we might talk about the Loch Ness Monster. Is it something else? Was it conjured up by Alistair Crowley? You know, it's we try to be as open-minded and neutral as possible. 
and like uh, we look at anything that's odd, strange, different, we controversial uh, from a new point of view. And I have to say, we're build a great audience. We have great fun, and we're right. We're we're, in the, we're finishing up a book, the first hocus pocus book on it. I've also been working with my buddy uh, Neil Macdonald. We made a film on the the Pendle witches that was great. Ooh. Oh, you love that! It's me, the Pendle Witches. Oh, that's that's that, and that's some story because that we're living with that that crap to this day, the the aristocrats picking on the poor poor working class people, and we made it during the whole COVID lockdown. And while we were doing it and going around England during lockdowns and stuff, and we were saying to ourselves, you know what they did in sixteen twelve is exactly what's happening now. They're the same aristocrats punishing the same people. And for just being not not being aristocrats, you know, that kind of a thing with the, the bureaucrats and the middlemen and all the government assholes and the judges and everything. All the same characters were there in 1612, just like they were in 2020 and 2021. We made a film on Atlantis that was, that was really good. And I throw lots of little bits and pieces like that now and again. I love like uh, I love like things like, you know, British. Uh, see, this is the thing. I've moved away from a lot of stuff that that. I, I used to do as work like well I still do it like on psychopathy and stuff like that and I'm now on the stuff that was hobbies and stuff I loved it my my passion so I'm lucky that way I've been able to transfer it over so I I, I love you know you know I love doing movie reviews and stuff like that now of classic sci-fi and horror films so I have to say I'm like actually in a nice little place right now you sound like you're in a nice place yeah and I've got to sound like you're in a good place because they've been in this line of what we do, you get, you know, as you've said in your books, the spiritual attacks can like. Oh well, that's very real shit. You, yeah. You're going through shit now, and uh, if you if you can't handle it, don't step into the ring. That's what my fucking. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, and uh, you know, you, you know, you're going to get punched around. You're going to get battered around. You're going to meet assholes. But I tell you, Lou, when I walk down the street everywhere in the world, I'll hear Thomas, Thomas. And someone of all different races and ages and ethnic groups and everything will come over and the amount of love is unbelievable. I literally, when I go, I go out, it's literally everywhere. Someone, I, I can't go anywhere and someone recognize me. And the outpouring of love and genuine affection and support from people I, I'll never meet again or don't know them. is just amazing. So... You know, that's you, so you, nice to hear because you deserve it, Thomas. You, as you, I say, you, you know, you, you presented, you wrote your fantastic books about you had some attack on you, and yeah, I'm so delighted to hear I, that. I, I, and it's so delighted to hear you in a place that you seem so, you seem great. You sound fantastic, really on on it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a uh, you know maturity comes with age and stuff like that, but also, I am. Uh, no, I just, you know, you develop a thick skin. You have to. Yeah. But at the same time, too, after a while, you realise that those ones who are attacking you, they're kind of doomed. They're kind of damned. And from a magical point of view, they've they've cursed themselves. And, like, the ones... I look back at the ones who've attacked me, and their lives have all fallen apart. They've died. They've gotten cancer. Their mar marriages have all flipped up. And now I won't I won't follow them, but people will answer me, you know, this asshole did said this about you. Oh, he's now in a mental hospital in a straitjacket and this kind of thing. So, hey, brilliant, you know. So it's like uh, the the truth comes out in the end, but it mostly, does, yeah. But it also comes out about the the monsters. They they the world sees them for what they are. Yeah, yeah. 
they do it does all go full circle mm. and um where all these people who are doing what they're doing to the public so what have you got on in the future what what are your sites set on for 2024 observation i'm i'm got my book i got my bucket of popcorn i'm sitting in the front row and i'm going to watch the show you save me a seat and i'll come and sit next to you yeah <laughs> and i'm ready for anything yeah and I continue, I want to continue to challenge people's assumptions, uh, no matter where they come from, including my own. And uh, I want to make sure that, you know, I have fun mostly doing this stuff. And um, I, I'm, you know, look, the way I see it, we, you know, we, we got, you mentioned the stuff I, I dealt with before. I got to tell you, the lockdowns are worse. Uh, I was I was in a state of, of serious anger all the time uh, because I was like, you know, how dare they tell me I can't do this, can't do that, can't do the other. And it really infuriated me. So I started talking one day in the car about how I was feeling. And overnight, I mean, I, w I went from getting like 2,000 listeners a day to 15,000, 20,000. Bloody hell. Yeah, I mean, it's huge now. I mean, and... Uh, these are the people who, I mean, I get letters every day of the week nearly saying, you saved my life. I would be dead without you. Uh, this kind of, I'm not blowing my own trumpet here. This is what they're telling me. And yeah. all I'm just doing is trying to find meaning in the thing myself. And uh, I just went deep into myself, you know, and I looked at, uh, and other people went in there too. And I realized then that, they were not going to, you know, the biggest worry, not worry, but the biggest thing for me was the the, the mandatory Jabberwockies, you know, they were talking yeah. about mandatory disma or being excluded from places. And then a point came to me where I said, it's a fob, they're all they're playing, where I get the playing games with us. And I just said to myself, look, I'm going to wait, maybe you should wait too and see what happens. And I mean, probably tens of thousands of people didn't get jabbed because of the videos I made. And Amazing. if that's all I ever do in my life, I'm I'm grateful to have actually helped people from being their be their DNA being destroyed. If I isn't if I, it amazing if that I, if I helped influence that, even it was it was but they hear it's in the tens of thousands. People tell me so. I mean, I I I, I can now confidently say that I, I helped mankind. I helped humanity, and uh, and. You know, fuck anyone else who tries to tell me otherwise, because that's just the end of it. And it was done accidentally. I wasn't trying to lead anybody on a crusade or anything. It, but it was like now when I look at the the suddenly and unexpectedly, I like you know, you know, I, I'm like I, I'm glad to have been a part of a process that there are now people who aren't walking, waking up in the morning and find their husband dead next to them or their kid yeah. in the backyard or their daughter playing soccer, dropping dead on a field. And I'm glad to have been part of the process to stop that from happening. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say I'm proud, but I'm satisfied with it. I'm satisfied that I did something that was righteous and virtuous and noble. And, you know, I've, ha I've had very little flack on it, you know, mostly from lefties who are just like lunatics, most of them anyway, these days. But it's been very little, I have to say, compared to like say, what John Waters got, got gotten. But uh, they're all profane. You know, they're all like, I'm a pagan, you know that. And I believe that the gods, the gods protect those 
who stay in natural law and don't try to force their own will upon others, mm-hmm. which is like getting Christianity or any other religion, I guess, too. And uh, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer that you st- if you stand by natural law, natural law will stand by you. Yeah. Nat- call it what you want, natural law, God's law, but you're completely right. I mean, I I went down a bit of a new age path and I was every month probably until, uh, for over a year and a half, over three days, because I have to fix myself. I've got to work on myself. And it's all promoting this ego. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, looking- and that's what I realised. But you know, I don't fault it because it's been part of my journey. It's got me to to where I am now. I mean, I do look back and just all love and light nonsense. Um, but it did, it led me. I don't regret it and I don't crack on if people can get everything they want out of it. But... It made me grow. I've I've grown up now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all part of the the thing, and like you know. But you always remember. I remember years ago you mentioning it to me, like be careful. I can remember you saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew people like I I I read about the early days of it years ago, like in like Fate magazine or something like that. And the first guys that went to for the two there were two beatniks that went down to Peru in the nineteen fifties. And they were the first two Americans to do the ayahuasca thing down there. And when they came out of their uh, their trip, they told the locals that, like, it was amazing. We met these reptilians and they told us that they were the, the creators of the human race and we were a slave species. And the, the other Peruvians burst out laughing and says, you never believe a word you're told in, that, in, in the spirit world because these entities are liars. They're demons, yeah. yeah. Late liars, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, they're they're not human, whatever they are. And I mean, and and I've even I've encountered them benignly in on psilocybin myself. And uh, I've seen, I mean, I've seen plenty of great aliens, but I've never done the ayahuasca. Why? Because well, I'm Irish, I'm European. I don't. That's not my gig. I have the the other their own stuff here. But I have to say, I've never had ever had a bad trip in my life ever. But I'll tell you one thing, though. It's not really spiritual. I don't care what anyone says. No, it's not. It's, it's not. Psychedelic. And psychic, And this is the problem with these new ages. They think that psychedelic and spiritual are the same thing. They absolutely are not. You know, you, you, if, if you can, you'll have a, more of a spiritual experience watching a beautiful sunset over the ocean than you'll ever have on any of that stuff. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, you know... It's more, it's, well... I mean, all I know is the suicide of mushrooms. It's just giggles the whole way. It's yeah. just a relief. It's, you know, and you can understand why they're using it for uh, for people with mental health. You yeah, and art. It's good, for, it. it's, good art, it's good for art as well. Like, it's a great, it's a great thing for artists, mm. musicians and all that stuff. But for spiritual stuff, you won't. And this whole thing of killing your ego, if you kill your ego, you're basically a vegetable because your ego is what, allows you to it's you is your essence yeah, nothing wrong with that There's nothing wrong with your ego that's the, that's the biggest problem I ever some had. people do need to keep their ego a little bit in check now and again yeah but that's not the same i mean i absolutely i've got an enormous fucking ego but it's not um it's not pathological it's just uh i enjoy being i like being me yeah. you know? i like you being you as well especially when i hear you in such a good place like you are now so listen how can people see what you're up to uh, if they go to Substack and go Thomas Sheridan at Substack, they'll find me there. I love I love Substack. It's a fantastic. You should get on there as well. If you can put videos and everything on it, it's oh. uh, 
not self-contained. Or, or maybe I will. It's free membership, and I love writing on it, and I love reading it. There's so many, there's so many uh, interesting alternative, some some of the best journalism around is out there on Substack. I love Naomi Wolf publishes like a um, fantastic work there. So does uh, John Waters, and so does people like uh, like that woman Louise Ray Rosengrave and Stephen Sutton and all those the crowd here in Ireland. It's fabulous Substack, and um, and it's so easy to use. And that's definitely one you should be, you should be on. And also. Uh, you can get paid. It's, it's like a magazine oh. subscription. So it's a way. Oh, really? Oh, I'll have a look at that. Yeah, it's like a mag. And, and it's, with it's with Stripe and not PayPal. Stripe. Oh. So, so you should be okay on Stripe. They're an Irish company. They don't seem to get involved in anything like boycotts or anything like that. I mean. Yeah, well, I opened a Stripe to link to buy me a coffee. Yeah. Well, and well, that's the, and so far. Um, but I haven't done it. I'm not doing enough on the website at the moment, which I've got. Oh, to... But, but try, have a look at Substack. It, it, it's there's something very comfortable about it, and they, they don't give a shit once you produce. I mean, yeah, you went mad. I mean, if, if like Hamas or someone that's on there, they'll, they'll block it. But like people like us, they don't they don't bother with. So it's 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 very safe actually for us. And like I said, people can buy a subscription, so it's a, like a magazine, and so uh, it's 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 it's. It's you know you're being paid for, and the more you work, the more people will, will subscribe to you, and you can put video and audio and everything on it. Yeah, it's, Substack's brilliant. That's what I, you were when you were mentioning a few weeks ago on Facebook that you were looking for something. That's what I wanted to talk to you about because I think like, and if you get yourself sorted up out there, I'll do everything to promote you on that. Oh, and so, you know, so it's it's definitely it's definitely a good for, uh, outlet, and it's also you know not just to be on it, but also. I mean, I, I read like so many articles on it. It's like the best newspaper or magazine out there. That's, what, that's what's needed. That's exactly what's needed. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Thomas, thank you so much. Let's not leave it as long next time. No, no. Uh, but it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny when I talk to you, like now, I feel like, you know, just, just talking to you last week is that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, no, it's um, um, it's great to be here and great to And if you're it. coming over, if you're going to be coming over to the UK, let us know. Come and have a come and have a couple of days in Devon, yeah. and um, we can do some filming interviews and have a bit of fun in, because I know it will be a blast when you and I get together. Yeah, well, what's what's the nearest airport to you? Exeter. Um, Exeter or Bristol? Bristol, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Lovely. We, yeah definitely fantastic and obviously you're still on facebook yeah yeah still on facebook like, substack instagram yeah. uh, uh, i'm all over youtube so yeah but uh, people, how come you've managed to keep hold of that youtube because i use code words jabberwocky needlecraft i don't i don't and also i i, I drive the the, the, the algorithm is mentally ill like I, i'm like I'll just I'll I'll be just as much do comedy sketches as I will do serious stuff. So they thought, look, I, they don't know how to handle me, you know. Like uh, you know, I'll do song par song parodies, or I'll I'll break into these different characters I've invented, and it's like they, they, <laughs> they don't know how to they don't they don't know how to get me, you know. They can't, you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know. So it's like, but even like the lefties here in Ireland have both basically left me alone. Because oh, we want to hear this. this is a funny one, right? Yeah. During the height of the lockdown, the, the 
the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had a list of uh, people who were the most extreme danger to the vaccine program. And they had everyone on it, including people had like YouTube channels with 10 subscribers. They had everyone except me. And I was kind of annoyed because I yeah. wanted... <laughs> but John, John Walker said something and also a few other people said to me, and it's also the Irish Times featured me. They said an extremely popular conspiracy theorist. They played my voice, but they didn't give my name. And they said the reason John Waters said, oh, that's because you'll win them all over. And that's true. I had people come onto my YouTube page expecting to see not Alex, an Irish version of Alex Jones. And they were howling, laughing in five minutes and saying, oh, you've made me. I mean, the Burkean magazine said to me, I, I have did an article on me and they said that, uh, I have a supernatural gift for making people see reality in a whole new way. And I thought that was like, I want that on my tombstone. And yeah, and I do. And that's why they didn't name me because I would have won them over. Like, I know I can't I can win anyone over. Uh, I've, I've, I've went into places where the audience were half of them were hostile. And at the end, they were asking me for autographs. I'm just... I can believe that. I can totally and utterly I, see I, that. Yeah, because I don't... There's no po. I'm. I'm just what you see is what you get, and I'm also. I like entertaining people too. I like. Me I love nothing more than doing a talk and having people. I mean, I did one with Steve Hughes and John Waters down in Fairmoy. There's like hundreds of people there, and uh, everyone was. The tears were laughter were coming out of them, and it was like this is the best event I've ever done. Why? Because everyone's smiling and laughing. Amazing. So, thank you so much for coming on I'm and we need to do this yeah and i'll and get on substack and uh, I will do. uh enjoy 2024 i think we're going to, it'll be one that will i think next year will be a banner year but i think uh we'll, we'll people like us some people who listen to our stuff and what i call the tribes that's what we are i call it i don't i call it the tribes and we're just, you know, we've broken away from the mainstream. I think we, we're, we're very well prepared for next year. I think so. I think I do think so. Thomas Sheridan, thank you so much. Go and check out Thomas's um, Substack and uh, also check out libertytactics.co.uk. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Um, I think I've got Sandy Adams on tomorrow. So we're going to be talking about central bank digital currencies and um agenda 2030 with the lovely sandy adams so thomas sheridan thank you so much for today and i can't wait for us to do it again thank you very much now see ya take care take care